Today we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of our church, and I'm super honored and privileged to be a small part of something much bigger than me. I don't know about you, but that attracts me. I want to be, I want to be a part of something I couldn't do by myself. I couldn't make happen by myself. Something that transcends my smallness and my littleness and my giftedness. I want to be a small part of something bigger than me. And I love our church because we say from generation to generation, it's in the Bible, we will praise him. We will exalt him. We'll lift him up. And we have 90-year-olds and we have none-year-olds. We got babies and we got really, really mature people, okay? And I am so thankful to be a small part in the middle a little bit of mercy right there in the middle of something bigger than me. Something that happened way before I got started and I'm hoping, I'm believing, something that happened and keep happening way long after I'm gone. Come on, I love being in the middle, in the middle of something bigger than me. How about you? Reason I'm a part of the teams here at Hope, reason I go to groups, and reason I'm engaged here in my giving and my generosity, because I want to be a small part. I can't be all the parts, but I want to be a small part of something bigger than what I could produce by myself. I believe this about you, church. We are better together. We can do together what none of us could do apart. And I'm so glad that you have joined up, linked up with us. If it's your first time, we want to welcome you this morning. We welcome all the first-time guests in the house, online. We welcome you. I'm saying it because I'm so glad that you've joined us. And maybe this is your first, first time. And maybe it's your second time, your third time. But you're becoming a small part of something much bigger than you. And I want to say, man, I want to become an even smaller part of something even way bigger than what it is now. I want to see God do the miraculous. I want people to look at this place in 40 years from now and say, only God could have do that. Only God could have made that happen. Only God. I know there's leaders. I know there's a lot of people sacrificing. I know there's a lot of people giving. I know there's a lot of people involved. But only God's hand could make that place happen. Come on, you want to be a small part of something big that God is doing in your generation? Come on, give them a shout of praise if you want to be a smaller part of something even bigger than you. I love that. So I'll encourage you, man, if you're just joining us, welcome to Hope. This is a place where we joyfully anticipate good things from a good God. And I love God because he meets you where you're at. You don't have to catch up to everything going on today. He's going to meet you right where you're at today, but he's going to love you too much to leave you there. And it is my honor and my privilege to introduce to you our speaker for the day. He's my dad. He's my pastor. He's my mentor. He's my teacher. He's gone into the ground and died here. Can we celebrate, honor, Pastor Dave, come on, the senior, senior pastor of Hope. We honor you today, Pastor. We love you. Bring it today for the party. Yeah. Good morning, Hope. I am Pastor Dave. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, so glad you're here. Today we're going to be singing of his mercy throughout the time. We're going to turn right now to the psalmist. I am the second pastor. There's been three. I was the second one who got to serve He's number three. Today we're going to be joining the psalmist in singing of God's mercy as we've chosen today to honor 40 years of ministry here at Hope. The psalm goes, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With this mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all the generations. All the generations. It's been a vision. It's been a vision of this church since the beginning. Still a vision of this church. Yep. We will sing of the mercies of the Lord. I can sing of the mercies of the Lord because that new mercy song, we just, I'm the old guy. I've had mercy following me. I've lived in his mercy. I've had it following me for 17,000 days. Think of that. 17,000 days of goodness and mercy tracking me. Woo! That's amazing. And you know what I found? I found I needed it old, I need it now, and I'm going to need it then. And that the mercies never get old. And there are good news, absolutely no chain supply issues in His mercy. It's there, it's fresh, it's for you whenever you need it. It's no six to eight month lead time. I am a mercy-soaked man. I look at my life as if you'd have known me when I was 25 and I started this path, 
you'd say, that's not the same guy. Good news. Good news. The mercy of God has changed my life so many times. I found mercy in the morning, mercy in the evening. I found it in the supper time. Oh, I love his mercy. I use it all the time. He's so rich in mercy. And he always gives it free. It's so fine. It'll make you shine. It's so fine. You can find it in the morning. Find it in the evening. Find it at your supper. Careful, you're encouraging me. I will sing of his mercies. Because I've learned of all mercy in the evening, mercy in the morning, mercy it sets me free. There is mercy for you, and mercy for you, and mercy for all we. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Woo! You guys are fun. Woo! Too much fun. Well, you know, the first time I heard the concept of mercy, I said to myself, wait a minute, you're telling me there's a God who loves me so much because I knew what, this is what I used to call myself, derelictus commonus. I'd studied Latin, that's common derelict in Latin. And I said, I'm a derelictus commonus, and you think that mercy will give me the million new chances I'm going to need to ever become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going to need a million mercies at least. That's how many I'm going to to need it all my life. And when I heard it, I said, this is simply too good to be true. And you know the truth? Mercy is too good to be true. But it is. That's your first blank on your notes if you're cheating. Mercy is too good to be true, but it is. It's a gift with a lift from a heavenly realm. It's the gift. Can't earn it. Don't deserve it. No, you don't. Never did. None of us do. I didn't. You didn't. He didn't. She didn't. We didn't. They didn't. None of us deserve it. It's free to all of us when we call on his name. That's good news. That's really good news. Well, it was January 1st, 1981, that a Corning executive named Harry Jackson held some meetings at a a local bank and in a local hotel, and hope was conceived. January 1981. For seven years, Pastor Harry Jackson served a growing congregation. In December of 1988, he moved back to the Baltimore, D.C. area where he was from, and he pastored a church there until his death in 2020, November of 2020. At the time of his death, Hope's founder was serving as a personal prayer advisor to our then standing president, President Trump. And hence, Hope began. Amen. Now we're gonna hear some people sing of his mercy. His goodness and mercy and the power of his blood Hi, I'm Bobby. God brought me to Hope Church 40 years ago. I was brokenhearted, desperate, lonely, but after being here, I was changed, healed, made whole, and set free. Um, He put me in a family. He puts the lonely in families, Um, and they encouraged me. When When I go back and look through what I've walked through, and where I've been, I can see that it was the powerful messages and done with love, such love, that gave me revelation knowledge of God's love for me. And I'm so thankful that God allowed me to walk the purpose destiny had for my life with great fullness and so much joy. And I can really thank the family of God here that encouraged me with love, what I love the most. I love to see the people that God is bringing into this place, and especially more than ever now, and see the, the hope and the life, the new life that they're growing in what they're getting. 
moms, dads, students, teachers, workers, and, and they're making a difference as they go out into the their world. They're making an impact, and it's awesome to see. I love it. I can say that I never want to miss a message here. It's so exciting when I hear it, and I I, I apply it to my life because I'm still growing at 87. But then I love, this is what I love the most, taking it out to wherever I go, whatever opportunity I have, um, and sharing it with others. Because I want others to know the love that God has for them. Because I've experienced it. And then I tell them about the best place to experience for themselves God's love. Them. Last year, we decided to make this our church home um, because we wanted our kids to be excited about church and we um, hope had a lot uh, for our young kids to be part of. For us, the kids have actually grown a lot. Our oldest started volunteering at Legend and she loves coming to uh, Hope Butte and is is a place where they get to see that other, other kids are also excited about God and want to connect to God. So bringing them here and letting them see the, the community that they could have with other Christians is something that has been beneficial to us. And we also do serve in the team. I serve in the champions team and my husband serve in the security team. And for us, Hope Church is a place where, where we all get together and, and worship as, as a whole family. And the, the teaching is very practical and, and something that you could apply in your everyday life. We've seen a lot of growth in ourselves and also in the lives of our kids. Yeah, so talking about the uh, relevance of the message also, so it's just Pastor uh, Nate is very passionate and uh, he brings it down to earth. Um, we really love it and uh, we take something home every time that we're here. And uh, so we're very thankful to be part of this family. Hi, I'm Noah and I've been coming since the Goal Series. Um, before I started coming to Hope, I didn't really go to church or really want any involvement with it. Uh, I walked in and the first thing I remember was it was very welcoming. Everybody was super nice. And I felt like I belonged there even though I had just gotten there. I joined the foyer team and that was a very big uh, step for me because I was very shy and quiet. And now I'm a people person. I love talking to people. I love talking to people I don't know. That's probably one of my favorite things here is I get to impact somebody's lives just through a conversation. And it's amazing to know that just one conversation can lead to somebody's relationship with God. And I started coming to Hope Youth. Um, that was my first interaction with like kids around my age. Um, so it was nice to have that experience and have friends that would build me up and not tear me down. Having all these positive relationships and having Jesus in my life, it really showed me that I am loved and I am cared about. I wake up excited about the day where before I was just like not excited at all. And now I wake up and I'm I'm ready to go to church. I'm, I'm excited to volunteer and see people. And it really helped me realize that I am worth it, that I do have a lot of self-worth where before I didn't really think that. And now I know I am worth a lot more than what some people would say. I, God has worth in me and he has a plan for me and I am really excited for it. My name is Dawn. I came to Hope Church in 2000. A coworker knew that I was new to the area and invited me to come with them to church. And I never left. It has been home since the moment I walked in. We have added buildings, activities, systems, people, technology. The one thing that has never changed in the 21 years that I've been coming to Hope Church is that Jesus is our priority. And that does not mean things are boring or stale. It is the complete opposite. I am constantly amazed at the things I am learning and how real it is to my daily life. And I love that we're changing and adapting and morphing because that means we are relevant right where people are at, but we have never sacrificed that Jesus is at the center of everything we do. Sing of his mercy, Don. Sing of his mercy and his goodness. Oh, I love it. I love his mercy. Absolutely love it. Well, it was 1988, and for the next 27 years, I got to serve as Hope's second pastor. During those maturing years, 
the hope vision, the values, and the tudes that we have all began to gel as we grew together. We started them. They were formative. But now, you can tell those attitudes and that vision is a polished diamond that we're showing off all the time. We believe that every person was created to experience God, not just hear about him. Every person on earth, God wants them to get to know him experientially, not just head knowledge. He's just a word till you experience him. Now I'm going to ask a question here. If you've experienced him, did he not change your life? There it is. If you've never experienced him, believe me, he wants you to experience his goodness, his mercy, his love, his kindness. He is out to help your life, not wreck it. Yeah, that's the truth. Okay, so during those years, experience God. That was was big among us. Now it is our battle cry priority. Second tude we really developed was people matter. People from every kindred, tongue, tribe, and nation. The Bible says that out of all the nations, tongues, and tribes, all the rainbow of people that fill the earth will one day stand in heaven and praise him. We want to be a microcosm. We right now want to be a microcosm of that kind of heavenly praise. That's why we want people, if you're from this kindred, tongue, tribe, and nation, we want you here. If you're from this kindred, tongue, tribe, and nation, we want you here. We want to be a multicultural church because that's the way heaven is. We're getting ready for heaven, and that's the way heaven is. So it was for others, people matter. We learned in those early days, and now it's being played out in such a polished way that serving is greatness. Jesus said, do you want to be great in my kingdom? You can be great in God's kingdom. you got to learn to be a servant to everyone. you got to learn that giving it away actually puts life back into you. When you give yourself away, God actually puts life back into you. Giving, serving is greatness. Does anybody want to stay not great? I mean, I can be nobody here on earth, but believe me, when I get to heaven, I'd like to be great. I mean, I like to be, and I can be. How? By learning to serve everyone I run into. So the serving dude, huge. We learn to make it count. You have a life that was created by God to count, to make a difference. You're not a nobody. You're a somebody with a plan and a purpose. And the whole reason for living is to come into that plan and purpose and then live it out. That's making your life count. Your life counts to God. The can-do attitude. We have a can-do attitude here. We don't say we can't do that, we can't do it. Just watch this place. We say, don't tell me what we can't do, tell me what we can do. And then the giver-liver attitude. Not the liver-giver attitude. It's the giver. We don't want your livers. We want to be givers living it. We want to learn to give. Jesus said that he... Um, gave his life for us, we realized if we're supposed to come into the image of Jesus Christ and he gave himself for all of us, we want to be like God who so loved the world, he gave, God's a giver, we're growing to be like him, so we want to learn to give. When we give our tithes back, the scripture says that he is the one who gives you the power to get the wealth you have. Yeah, I know you worked for it. I know you made it. But that opportunity and that promotion you got came from him. He is the one who gave you the power to get wealth. And what he says is, you got 90% to play with yourself. And the rest I'm asking you back to honor me for giving you that opportunity of wealth. And that's why we tithe here. And that's why we love, I love being a giver liver. I'm going to live it out. Yes. Come on. Aren't you glad God's not cheap with you? I mean, aren't you glad he's got mercy in the morning, mercy in the evening, mercy all the time? I mean, wow. In those days, we learned to be highly committed. We want to see parents, children, and children's children knowing, growing, and serving God and other people. To be a second-generation church was our battle cry. 
You can see all the little white churches all around our countryside that are shutting down and becoming somebody's house. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to have a thriving, living church passed on to the rising generation. The fruit of that in our hearts is seen here among us today. Just look at the age of the ministers that are ministering to us all the time here. That is why if you're here, you are in the right place. Every person here, you belong here. We want you and your children and your children's children to know God, but not just know Him. We want them to grow in God and show the difference. We want to train them to be leaders in the kingdom of God, serving God and the people all around us. And many of the old timers here, they've seen that happen in reality in their children. And we want it to happen to every single person who comes into this place. That is why we are so serious about your legends, about your dreamers, about your champions, about the kids of hope. We're really serious because they're the leaders of manana. little Spanish lingo thrown in there just for fun. Uh, yes. Your hope, kids, and your hope, youth, are the people of the kingdom in the future, existing as a transgenerational church, existing as a multicultural church, has been our heart's cry for the past 40 years. It still is today. Can I hear the people say, it still is today? It is still today, and by the grace of God, it's going to be the same thing 40 years from now. Let's listen to more stories of hope. It's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. My name is Stephanie, and I've been attending Hope Church since the Risen series, and it was the Easter experience. I had been invited um, for so many experiences before then, but that was the one that I took the card and said, you know what, I'm gonna show up. And I showed up by myself. And since then, God has been impacting my life with every message. Every message that I've heard here has impacted different areas of my life. As a wife, as an employee, as a mom, it has changed my life for the better. Two and a half years ago, I had my son and he was born prematurely. At that time, our family was going through so much. My husband um, was having difficulties in his job due to all the stress at home. We had a one-year-old at home, a baby in the hospital, and I was not able to come to church on that, you know, those Sundays that I was in the hospital. But something about Hope Church, and this is like no other place. This is a seven days a week church. Even though I wasn't coming here on Sundays, people didn't forget about me and they didn't forget about all the things that I was going through. So crazy. Two years later, here we are. My son is alive and he's thriving. He's attending Legends here at Hope Church. And my husband today got a call about a job, a life-changing job, something that's going to impact our whole family. And I'm so glad to be a part of Hope Church. I'm so glad that I came, that I took that, that step to come by myself because it's impacting my entire family's life. It's impacting my children, my husband, and it's going to impact all the generations in my family because Jesus is moving in this church and he is really changing lives through the messages that Pastor Nate sends us and gives us every Sunday and beyond Sunday. You know, I am so glad to be a part of a church that's with you through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you know what I've learned through all the messages? That not everyone here has this perfect life. Like, we all go through so much, and we still show up, and God promises to work all things together for our good. And he really is, and he's doing that here at Hope. So you don't have to be perfect to come here, and your life doesn't have to be great. You just have to show up. Hi, Hope Church. I'm Joe Contento and my wife, Janet. We've um, been here since 1985. We're just so happy that as we've learned through the years through Pastor Jackson, Pastor Dave, and Pastor Nate, we see 
the years of our investment here. We get to see the fruits that is coming about through them and how they're being set free and able to reach out to the next generation coming in where we have labored, they will now pick it up and run with it. I'm thankful that God has brought me out of things have to be this way. I now feel like I am the freest I've ever been. And, and I love that, that, I, that I'm useful in the house of the Lord, that I can find things that I can come in and, and I can enjoy doing. There's no pressure. It's just you come in and you get to meet new members of the family now and being able to encourage them. But in, and then too, the younger generation is encouraging us too to keep going, to be a part of, that they don't want us to be pushed aside. This is what God had planned for such a time as this, that we would come together from our great-grands coming here and, and seeing everybody else's little ones growing up in a house that truly cares. What we've put in so much all these years, uh, we're seeing the fruits come to pass. And it's, it's just amazing, it's beautiful. And uh, we just invite everyone to come and join us. And we're grateful for this. My name is Lily. I first came to Hope Church for dance camp in 2016. I came for the dancing, but I got so much more than that. There are so many people there that welcomed me and loved me, and I made so, um, so many new friends. Um, I came to Hope Christian Academy that year, and I was so blown away at, um, about the school. The teachers there loved me so much, and they wanted to help me like learn and grow. I grew in my relationship with Jesus, too, because before I came here, I didn't really have a relationship with him. I just followed all the rules, did all the right things. Um, but when I got to come to chapel every day, I got to know more about God and about his love for me, and that made me love God even more. Um, I'm in seventh grade now, and I still love HCA so much. I'm taking away things every day. Um, I'm learning so many new things here. I love being here at Hope Church. I'm Melissa, and I've been coming here since I was 15 years old. Um, and then I went away to college and really brought my family back here when I was 25. I cannot even imagine what my life would be if I wasn't planted at this church. I am literally the person I am in the purpose I was meant to be in because God planted me here at Hope Church. I feel bigger inside and richer inside from being here. I know that being planted here all these years has enabled my roots to go down deep um, and therefore I've grown. I'm able to um, put my branches out to bloom, to be fruitful. I have a passion and a desire to leave a legacy. Um, I know that I care about people and I'm bigger inside now from having been here all these years and listening to my pastors and just feeding on the good things that Hope Church has. I am so grateful and so thankful. Um, not a day goes by, really, that I don't wake up and thank God that he placed me here in this church. Oh, you gotta love the people of Hope singing of the mercy of the Lord. Well, I want to leave us this morning, uh, leave our series of the dailies with a prayer. It was really a greeting that Paul gave to his protege, Timothy, just before he was ready to leave this earth. His greeting actually was his longing and his hope and his prayer for Timothy and the growing church. He said it in two letters, first and second Timothy in the Bible. He said, Timothy, you're a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. I think Paul really knew what he was talking about. And if we look at that, we've learned this in this series. We keep on finding mercy in the middle. Grace, mercy, peace. There it is again in the middle of things. The lesson there is you can find God's mercy in the middle of any mess, any situation, any time. Believe it, please. One part, now we've learned also this. There are things that God will do and things he will not do. There are things that are our part to do. 
What is our part in God's mercy? God's mercy is rich, it's free, it helps us, it lifts us, it does a ton of stuff if we lay hold of it. But what is our part? The first thing we have to do, and now I'm back on your note sheet, we have to believe it. You have to believe that there's a God who knows you, sees you right where you're at, doesn't matter how close, how far, how near, how in, out, wherever you are. He sees you, he knows you, he loves you, and he wants you to have his mercy, which is an amazing gift with a lift. He wants you to have his mercy. The second thing is you've got to receive it. On the subject of receiving it, the prophet Micah says this about God's tood towards mercy. He says, God speaking, I delight. I want you to stop and think, what do you delight in? Because God delights. You want to delight God's heart? Receive his mercy. Take a fresh lift from him. I know when my wife does certain things, it delights my heart. You want to delight the heart of God? Micah told us that God delights in mercy. He would rather give you more mercy than the national debt of the United States than to have you reject his mercy or say, I don't need it. It's just for the weak. No, it's for the smart. Mercy's the lift. If you tell me your life never needs a lift, I'll probably say, you shouldn't lie like that. <laughs> we all need a lift at different times, and that's where mercy comes in. Mercy lifts. All right, here we go with a little lesson. Mercy lifts, and what is grace? Grace is the power to do things differently than you did them before. It's a new chance, and then grace is specially designed help from God. That's why they sing Amazing Grace, because it's amazing. It's like a, a designed help specifically for your situation, because he sees you, knows you, is watching you, and he cares about you, and he wants to help you. So grace is that peace that makes you move forward. So we have the lift, the gift with a lift, and then we have grace, which helps move us forward. Then we need a gift with a lift, and grace moves us forward. Then we have a gift with a lift, and grace moves us forward. Help me. Here we go. This is? This is? This is? This is? This is? And you end up in such a different place than you began, you'll say, I'm not the guy I used to be. And when you're not the person you used to be, because I don't like the person I used to be. I really don't. Some of you don't like the person I've become, but I didn't like the person I was. <laughs> I got Sorry, a little off target. <laughs> Ready? I like the person I am. And this is Paul. He was smart. He said, look, if you get mercy and you get grace and you get mercy and you get grace, guess what? A peace is going to come into your life. You are going to have peace with God, peace with others, because you've changed your relational patterns, and you're going to have, most importantly, peace with yourself. The Bible calls it a peace that passes natural understanding. When you're growing and showing and growing and showing, you become more of what you were created to be, and that satisfies, that brings heart peace. And that's what Paul was saying. That's my desire for all of us. So, will you believe his falling mercy? Let him lift you with it. He'll give it to you every time. Will you receive that falling mercy? Let him lift you with it. He's got it for you every time. When you receive that falling mercy, it lifts you and it moves you, never will be the same. Oh, it is really fine. Will you do that? Let him soak you in his mercy. Let him give you the gift with a lift. Let him give you fresh spots. Where do we get stuck in life? Oh, you know them. Life hurts. Things happen to us. Our past, it gets us stuck. We got those tapes that replay. You bring those things to Jesus and you say, 
I believe in your mercy for me. I want to receive that mercy. And will you give me the grace? Will you fashion help for me? He's done it for me. It's like that song we just sang. I've lived to tell the story. I'm living proof. I'm old now. Yes, grace that helps specific. So we say, will you die climbing higher? Will you die not perfect, but progressing? Let's hear some more stories of people singing hope. hope. This is goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. After coming to Hope Church in 2006, I believe this is a time I learned about some biblical principles like stewardship and, and tithing. And I started applying those principles after I got married in 2007. And uh, we didn't have much. Actually, two, two years later, we were both unemployed, me and my wife, and uh, we had a baby and one on the way. And uh, we did not give up. We, we still applied those principles, serving and giving. And after that hard season, we have experienced an abundance that we have never dreamed or imagined. And it was able to solidify my identity, who I was in Christ. And it was just an amazing thing to realize that we're, we're, the, the, the values we have learned here at Hope Church can actually work. Just imagine a little guy from Africa moving to a small city in America and be able to gain influence a small community and also be able to prosper through multiple businesses. You could see that truly that the, the value we learn here at Hope Church can make a difference in anybody's life. Hi, I'm Melissa. I've been attending Hope Church since March of 2021 during the Rise series. My husband Jake and I have been churchgoers for our entire lives, but over the past 15 years or so, we had struggled to find a church that really felt like home. Some close friends of ours had been attending Hope Church for a few months, and their 10-year-old daughter had decided that she wanted to get baptized. So we definitely wanted to be there for that moment in her life. The moment that we walked in the doors of Hope, we felt like we were home. The kindness, the automatic inclusion, the friendliness, it was like nothing that we had ever experienced in church or anywhere else. We all joined impact teams, all five of us, and my teens learned to love Hope Youth and volunteering, and they never complained about going to church. My 15-year-old has had the opportunity to happily play his guitar on stage a couple of times. My 14-year-old has been rocking babies in the Dreamers, and my 12-year-old just finished her Dreamers training as well. To have trusted adults that want to invest in my teenagers and love on them is more than I could ever think to ask for from a church. And it's so real and happens at Hope all the time. The love is unconditional. The human connection is what kept us coming through the doors, but the way that um, my relationship with God has deepened over time has been life-changing. So now when bad things happen, I'm not being overcome by those moments, but I'm looking for what is God going to do out of this situation? And I never thought I could be that kind of person, but God knew all along. Doing life with people at Hope has been such a huge blessing to us. And I can't wait to see what God is going to do next because I know that this is just the beginning. Hi, I'm Hannah and I started coming to Hope in July of 2020 during the SHIFT series. I'm Josh, I started coming to Hope in August of 2006. I've never been at a place that's so dedicated to personal growth, you know, sitting down with leaders and they're just like, hey, how, you know, how are you doing in this aspect of life? How do you want to grow in that? And then holding you accountable to be like, hey man, let's, let's move toward it, let's move towards success. That's moves towards greater. It's helped me build so many things. It's helped me build, you know, in my gifting. It's helped me build, you know, in my personal relationships, in my relationship with my wife. And they give you tangible tools too. Yeah. I know that working with champions, um, I've learned so many tools that I can use in the classroom. 
and it also helps me develop relationships with them. Yeah. So I can succeed and I can show them love um, in a way that they've never experienced before yeah. and maybe will never experience again. Yeah. I get to be that person for them and I've learned all that through the development here at Hope. And just in doing like premarital counseling with, with one of the pastors here, just like being able to get excited about doing life together. We can get excited for growth in our relationships and yeah. take these challenges without fear Come on. and with excitement yeah. so that we know that there's gonna be a good outcome at the end Absolutely. and that working together and with God's help, we're gonna be all right, Come no on. matter what. <laughs> Uh, another thing I really love about Hope Church is the worship. Just powerful to come in and see a group of people that are just like crazy about worshiping God, this amazing God that we serve. Seeing people just like pouring out, just worshiping God with all of their heart. It's, it's incredible to watch and it's incredible to be a part of that. It gives me a way to let out what I'm feeling um, when I don't have the words to say it. Mm. Hi, we're Jim and Bonnie Chase. Uh, We've attended church here for over 31 years plus, and... We like that it's a multi-generational church, that we're always moving forward, that from one season to the next, we always see something better than the season before. It's an adventure that we love being on. Our kids have been born here. Our kids have died here. We've um, seen the pastors have... All the pastors have married our children here. They're still coming here. We're still multiplying and growing here. We're still getting fed and moving forward, we're still excited about what God's doing. And in this place, we're seeing that the prayers that we prayed from the very beginning and foundation are now coming to pass, and it, nothing is more exciting than that. Amen. We went through all the building programs, yeah. all the missions. We were just a little... We were talking about even when, how we went to the parades, and we thought that was awesome because we were taking it to the streets, and then COVID came, and now we were taking it to the world. We thought the streets was great, and now the world is huge. It's like we've taken it farther than we ever could have dreamed that would have happened. It's like we're just moving in a direction, so to be afraid of the unknown is exciting because it's bigger and better than we could ever even imagine in our head. So but it wouldn't be anywhere else. Where would I go? Yep. It's going to be exciting, very exciting. Amen. Awesome, awesome. People singing of the hope of God. Ready. I'm going to start you off with a math problem. Ready, Pastor Harry. Seven years. Got it. Pastor Dave, I forgot. 27 years, do the math. And now we have Pastor Nathan who has served for the last six years. Seven, 27, and six. Happy 40th, everybody. Woo! <laughs> yep. For the last six years, our third pastor, Pastor of Hope, Pastor Nate, has been serving. In those years, those brief six years, he has brought us out of being a 20th century church into a 21st century church of relevance. Absolutely cool. With a burning clarity and a compassion, Pastor Nate has established among us a culture of love and service that welcomes and yearns to see all kinds of people. It's for everybody. Hope is in everybody, church. See lost people experience the love of Jesus and to discover the hope we found. We, as those people of hope, we are currently poised to powerfully impact our cities, our neighbors. The hallelujah is a chance to impact our neighbors Ask those people next door, our family, powerfully poised to impact the cities and beyond with the power of Jesus' love. Now, I'm the old guy, and I've seen hope in its infancy. I've seen it through its developing years. It is now in the best shape it's ever been. And now I'm seeing us rise to follow that high calling to seek and save the lost. It is evident to me that the best years of this church are right in front of us. Right in front of us. It's more than just a little blip saying our best years are yet to come. By the dawn of the next decade, I don't believe there'll be 500 of us. I believe there'll be over 5,000 of us and more people who joyfully anticipate 
good things from a good God. Now, if the teaching of God's Word by this pastor, Pastor Nate, has changed your life, why don't you stand and celebrate 40 years and give him a hoot? Let's welcome him back to the stage. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, people of hope. My goodness, it is an honor and a privilege to be a small part of this big vision. Come on, I want to thank you. Can we just thank all the people of hope who have been serving faithfully God's purpose, God's plan? I mean, for 40 years before I even got started, before anybody got started, there were people sowing into this ministry. Come on, you can take a seat. Thank you so much for being the people of joyful anticipation of good things for our future. Man, it is an honor and a privilege to be a small part of something so much bigger than us. And man, I love, don't you love the staircase of mercy and grace? Mercy and grace, wherever you're stuck this morning, I know that this church isn't just for certain people or certain whatever, it's for everybody. Everybody's been stuck. Everybody's had a place in their life where they have been stuck or just not able to move forward, whether it's a good place or a bad place. I mean, there's lids on everybody. And I love the God who lifts the lid, who lifts limitations, who takes you from where you're at and he brings you to where he is. And there's, there's no place. There's no place. There's no other God. There's no other person that can take you from where you're at and bring you to who you really are. I mean, you can try by yourself, but it is so much harder. It is so much longer of a road. But when you receive his mercy in your stuck place, and then you receive his grace that empowers you to move forward, it's like mercy and grace, mercy and grace, mercy and grace. That gift with that lift takes you up a staircase where you literally die climbing higher. You die climbing into more than you know you deserve to be involved in. I know it's the grace of God that I'm standing in front of you today. I know it's the grace of God that Pastor Dave is standing where he was at today. I'm so thankful. It's the only by the grace and the mercy of God lifting us and moving us forward. It's gifting us and moving us forward. It's an empowering impossibility that I want to be my destiny. I want to live in the impossible. How about you? I want to dream in the impossible. How about you? I want 5,000 people to be like breathing to us. Come on, 5,000 people connecting to Jesus every weekend. That's our destiny. And it's so fun to say, man, it looks impossible, seems impossible. Nobody's done it before. But man, when you receive his mercy and you live in his empowerment, you literally are more than meets the eye. You become better. You become and do the impossible. You become and do what you know simply is better than you. And it's amazing. I want to be on the staircase of God's mercy and sweet grace. How about you? I'm receiving. I'm never going to graduate from mercy. I'm never going to get too good for grace. Man, I am receiving the mercy and the grace of God every day of my life. Not as some, you know, whiner worm saved by grace, barely making it, barely getting through life. No, 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 no. We're talking about being more than conquerors through the empowering grace of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, doing more than meets the eye, more than you know you're able to do in and of yourself. I'm talking about a God of the impossible. He takes you from good to great. We serve a God of crescendos. He says, I take the things that are not, and I call them as if they were. And here's the crazy part. They become as if they were just by my empowering grace and my saving mercy. Come on now. And God is a God of crescendos all throughout the Bible. He says, I'll take you from your strength to my strength, from strength to strength. And if you're strong, I'll make you stronger. And if you're stronger, I'll make you stronger. And if you're stronger, I'll make you stronger. He says, from glory to glory, I'm changing you. I'm taking you from where you're at to where I know it's impossible for you to be. Where everybody will come back, they'll look at your life and it's say, only by the grace of God. You know, man did not build this. People could have never done this. It's only by the grace of God that you're living testimony of God's mercy and His goodness is following you. It's incredibly better than you. Come on now, people of hope. Does anybody want to live in the impossible? Does anybody want to think in the impossible? Does anybody want to see what God can do through your life? I may, I've seen what God, I've seen what I can do. I want to see what God can do. I've seen what coaches can get out of me. I've seen what mentors can pull up. I want to see what God can pull out of me. I want to tap into the incredible, I want to tap into the impossible, and I want to live a life that I know that I know I can never make happen.
That's called the grace of God. Are you living in what you know you can make happen? Or are you living in a dumbfounding reality where you look at your life, you say, this is better than me. This is more than me. I could never have made this happen. I want you to have that dumbfounding reality and say, it seems impossible. Like Pastor Dave was saying, it's too good to be true, but it is. It is true. It is true. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. It's simply the favor, the mercy, and the grace of God coming to me. I can't pay him back for it. I don't even want to try to make us even. I'm just like, my God, I receive it. My God, I believe it. And I accept you. I take you at your word. You must see some value in me. I want to tell you something. God believes in you more than you will ever believe in you in your best day. He sees things in you than you've ever, more than you've ever seen, thought, or imagined. He says, I'm the God of exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever think, dream up, or imagine. And I don't have good things in store for you. I have great things in store for you. I'm not just a God of enough. I'm the God of more than enough. I'm not just a God who supplies. I'm the God who oversupplies. I'm the God who lifts you. Lifts you better, higher, greater more than what you were before and I love him for it don't you love a God who brings you into the impossibility against all your haters all the critics all the people who say da 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 I'm saying my God before me I'm saying if God's for you who or what curse could stand against you who or what parent could block you from your destiny who or what abuser could block you or deny you from your destiny who or what person at work could stop you from your favor from God I'm telling you, if God be for you, who or what could stop you? God is with you today, people of hope. And I love it for me. I love being a small part, but I love it for your life and what it means for your family. And I'm believing that this mercy and this grace of God is available to you today. So whether you're in a good place, a stuck place, a, a, a rotten place, an awful place, God is going to meet you where you're at today, and he's going to lift you up out of that place. He's going to take good to great. He's going to take awful to better. He's going to take better to better even more. He's the God of crescendo. He's the God who never stops believing in where he's taking you next. Come on, he's a forward. Is anybody ready to keep moving forward? I think we should thank God for the last 40 years. I think we should thank God for where we're at today. But I think we should, with joyful anticipation, praise him on credit for where he's taken us tomorrow. Come on, our best days are still out in front of us for your family, for your life, for your reality, for your finances, for this church, for this city, for these people, for our neighbors. Come on, the best is yet to come. And it's not a cute cliche. It's the power of his mercy and his grace flowing to us. And it's going to start flowing through us.